Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm calling today's episode Soulful Habits. I feel like most of my work is really an integration of lots of schools of thought. Um, I read so many books and I learn from so many people. And one of my favorite things is that I get to curate information in a way that makes my life better, more meaningful, more successful, more fulfilling. And that's really what I bring, I think, here in the podcast and in my work, you know, on social media and with my clients and just anywhere that I am producing work, I feel like it's an integral approach um, where I bring lots of different ideas together. And today will be no different. And um, you'll even notice soulful habits is kind of combining two different worlds. Habits speaks more to like the science and achievement and, you know, rigor and grit And then when I think of soulfulness, it's a little bit more um, qualitative where it's not so measurable, but I think the combination is really powerful. And so I want to talk about 10 habits that has changed, you know, they really have changed my life, not just from a perspective of success, but from a perspective of depth of being and personal enjoyment um, presence in my life. So I'm really excited to jump in. So soulful habits, number one. Bless others in your mind. I read read a really beautiful book called The Gentle Art of Blessing. And I've heard this before. I read a book by Dean Graziosi called Millionaire Habits or Millionaire Success Habits, I think, something like that. Anyway, and he talks about this idea that he would look at people, you know, maybe they're construction workers on the side of the road, you know, building a bridge or people that, you know, a plumber pulled up at his neighbor's house that he sees walking around or kids walking home from school, anywhere at the grocery store. It doesn't really matter. But that you just like bless them in your mind that you wish them well. One of the things that I do with my girls is that when we see people working, we say, thank you. And um, when I first introduced this idea, my then five-year-old was like, mom, they're not doing anything for us. And I'm like, I know, but it just feels good to be grateful and to bless them. And I've just kind of adopted that habit. And I didn't realize it's kind of like something I do unconsciously, but it really makes my life better. And I think living with gratitude for other people, even if it's not directly impacting you, it just makes your life experience richer. And so that's a soulful habit that I have that I, um, I didn't realize that I really do. But when I was preparing for this episode, I'm like, that's a good one. (laughs) Bless others in your mind, even if they don't know you get to experience the feeling of giving gratitude and, um, good thoughts towards people. Number two, I wrote feel abundance, not just thinking abundance abundant thoughts, but really feeling abundance. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I can assume a lot of things about you. I assume that you have a phone. I assume that you have internet connection. Um, I assume that you live with a shelter over your head and running water. And I mean, all the things that come with living in a home, um, with internet connection, like you have access to information and knowledge to change your life. And one of the things that I noticed when I started this work is that feeling abundance was always available to me. I've talked on this podcast in various episodes, but my my journey from being really tight financially as a family and me looking for ways to make more money and that I really had to do the inner work to feel abundant before the money ever came. 
And now the money comes because of the way I feel and the way that my, um, I resonate in the world, my, my, my vibration, the way that I show up, the way that I speak, the way that I teach, the way that I coach, the way that I serve, the way that I create content, right? It's adding value into the world. And then the money comes back, but I had the abundant thoughts, the abundant way of being long before the money did. And this is what I try to teach my clients is that you have to be it first before it can manifest physically. And I feel like following your feelings is the way to do that. Paying attention to how you feel on a day-to-day basis. You could have all the money in the world and feel very poor. And that's never been interesting to me. I've always wanted to actually feel expansion, ease, joy, presence, freedom, right? Abundant. And, um, to me, that's like the work, right? Is feeling it, not just creating it. I want to create it and I want to feel it. So that's a soulful habit is generating the feeling of abundance and sufficiency on a day-to-day basis. Number three is to get outside. This is kind of random for a digital creator like I am, (laughs) but I think it's so important to get sunshine on your face, to feel the cold on your skin, to move your body outside is a gift. Some of my best ideas have come from walks And I didn't realize how important it was until over winter break, it was really stormy and I wasn't able to go on a walk for a long time. And I was craving it. I was craving to be outside. I was craving to move my body outside in the sunshine. And I realized it's a really important habit that I have that is soulful. It sounds silly, but it really is like a soulful, meaningful thing that I do on a day-to-day basis is going on a walk or walks. And so for me, it's been become my priority that like if it's sunny outside and I have time, I go on a walk. I don't wait for I don't wait for the right time. Like I make it happen. Either I take my kids with me or I tell Wesley I'm I gotta go on this walk and he's good with it. Um, number four is really highly correlated to that one, which is move your body. And I'm not gonna go into like exercise and fitness because that's not really my zone of genius. But I know for no fact I feel better when I move my body. Walking, I work out, I ride my Peloton, um, I like hiking, I like mostly walking to move my body. But the idea is that we are energetic beings, we are vibrational beings, and the more you move, the better you're gonna feel. And so that's a really important soulful habit for me, and it is like almost like a zen experience when I go on a walk, because I get into a rhythm and I let my mind kind of, you know, meander. And I feel way more grounded, way more excited about the future, way more hopeful, way more grateful when I walk. So if you haven't been moving your body as a way of being living soulfully, try it and report back. <laughs> um, I don't think you'll regret it. The next habit, number five, is wake up early. And before you hate me, if you're not an early riser, try it before you have any um, feedback for me. I read a really powerful book called The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, and it's all about waking up at five and he running his 2020-20 formula, which I highly recommend. It um, I always wanted to wake up early because, especially as a mom, getting alone time was kind of hard to come by, <laughs> especially before I had a nanny for my kids when I, when I work. But in general, even having a nanny for part-time during the week, I still crave alone, intentional time. And it's a game changer to spend time focusing on what you deem important and worthy to focus on. For me, moving my body, writing in my journal, reading a book, praying, meditating, things like that in the quiet of the morning is like some of the top experiences during my day. I love it. And so 
for me, a soulful habit definitely is creating that, that time in the morning to connect. If you're not currently an early riser, just try it. It is going to be hard in the beginning. It's hard to change habits, but I think it is absolutely worth it. Read the 5am club. You might change your mind. Um, you might see the value. I also think if you've been feeling like you have a short fuse with your kids or you feel on edge in your home, um, you feel like things just aren't generally working for you, wake up early and create the space to, to do this work. Another great book about morning is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Very famous. Um, both of those books are really good about really painting the picture of what's possible if you wake up early. Number six is kind of like a meta habit, but um, I wrote down, be creation-minded. I'm always thinking about what I can create instead of what I need to react to. And that just gives me a lot of peace of mind. In fact, I was coaching one of my clients the other day who has a huge goal, huge vision for her business. And what I wanted to help her see is that it's already inside her mind, right? That vision exists in her mind, which means that's step one. Step two is making it physical, but it's already there mentally. And so being creation-minded to me means I'm, I don't react. I don't res- even respond to things around me because I know that I'm creating my reality. And that means both my experience of life and the physical results that I create, both. So I'm creating my relationship with my kids. I'm creating how I respond to my kids moment to moment, no matter what they do, right? Regardless of how they act or don't act, behave or don't behave, I'm creating my response to them. Um, I'm creating in my business, I'm creating in my relationships, creating my body, I'm creating my body of work, right? My thought leadership. I'm always creating instead of reacting. And this is also speaks to not being a victim, right? You can't be a victim and create your life at the same time. So I feel like this is a way of thinking about myself and what's possible in my life, my, my um, impact in the world, who I want to be, be creation minded. Number seven is to learn to get in flow. This is a new one for me. I had heard that word over the years and I kind of knew what it meant. You know, peak experiences, hyperdimensions, a lot of those words get thrown around with flow. But I read a couple books. One was Flow. (laughs) And I highly recommend you read that book by, oh, I don't know how to say his name. Look it up. It's like the optimal experience. Um, The title of the book is called Flow. And then the second book that I read is The Art of Impossible by Steve Kotler. Highly recommend that one too. And it basically talks about the importance of um, creating habits that get you into flow. And this is beyond the scope of this episode, but I highly recommend you read those two books because as I've learned to get into flow, you might have even noticed that um, I my, like, my content has changed. I, I think I go deeper. I think it's better. I think it's more high quality. I think it's more well thought out. I'm working on a super secret project while I'm getting in flow during the week that is taking a lot more of my time these days. Excited to share more as I have more to share. Um, But to me, flow is that optimal experience of life where it's like the perfect blend. I was actually teaching my six-year-old this just the other day that flow is a perfect blend of challenge and fun, right? We like it, but it's challenging so that we're engaged. Creating content is like that. Writing is like that. Um, Some of the examples that Steve gives in his book is like surfing or skiing, um, physical activities, but it all happens when we're teaching or when, for me, it happens when I'm coaching. For me, it happens on this podcast, right? I'm so engaged that like time changes. That's how we know we're in flow. So study it and learn how to do it for yourself because honestly, it 
gives life, it's like an interesting thing. It's like it gives life more meaning without really changing anything except that you change your experience of your life. It sounds really deep, but I think you'll get it when you read the books. <laughs> so definitely study flow. Um, number eight, look for ways to serve. This is just a frame of mind that I think I've been in for probably since I was little. And probably if you're listening to this episode and you listen to my podcast, this probably resonates for you too, is that you're just kind of looking for how you can help people. And that's a good thing. I think sometimes selfishness is very proclaimed in our world. And that's not bad. I think we do need to take care of ourselves. I often will tell my clients, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? We got to fill our cups. We got to take care of ourselves. But we feel better when we're helping other people. And that's almost predominantly true for people. We feel better when we're being of service. We feel better when we're thinking of others. We have more energy when we're thinking about impact. We have more meaning when we're thinking about how we can change the lives of others. And so for me, looking for ways to serve gets me out of my own head. It gets me into action and it makes my days full. It makes my days rich, right? I love making money and you guys know I I talk a lot about money, but I also think there's this whole other element of entrepreneurship, which is service. And so when I look for ways to serve, I don't make it about me. I don't get stuck in my head. I don't slow down my efforts. I don't um, get afraid. I can't be afraid if I'm looking for how I can help. And so my little hack, my little habit hack is that I'm always looking for ways to help people. And if you can do that, the offers will come, the money will come, the opportunities will come. It always has for me. So I know it'll be true for you. Number nine, I wrote down a future rehearsal. This is something that I didn't realize that I do. It's kind of one of those natural just ways of being for me. But as I've studied self-help, manifestation, creating your life, right, coaching, I realize it is a, it's a skill that can be taught and it's really important, which is like having a vision for your future that you like think about and rehearse in your mind and experience as if it's happening. And so this, like, it sounds like daydreaming until you really get that this is actually create part of the creative process. Everything is created spiritually or physically. I mean, everything is created either spiritually or mentally, depending on how you look at it before it's created physically. And so when we rehearse our future, when we think about the future that we want to create, not the future we don't want, right? We're not worrying that that's different. Worrying is rehearsing a future that you don't want. I'm talking about future rehearsal, thinking about the future that you do want, thinking about things that you want to experience, thinking about results that you want to create, thinking about people you want to meet, people thinking about money you want to make, thinking about work you want to do, places you want to visit, um, things you want to own, whatever. You're rehearsing in a way that actually moves you closer to that future. Because the more time we spend thinking about things as if we have them, the closer they come to us in our experience now. And I've seen that happen in my life where I thought something, right? I had a vision, a little snapshot of what I wanted to create or, you know, wouldn't it be cool if blank happened and then it happens. And that's not accidents. Like this is not an accidental thing. This is very intentional. So the the secret is to consciously create our future and experience it now. And you might be shocked at how things come into your experience just because you thought about them. Um, and to me, that's very powerful knowledge. So rehearse your future, write it in your journal. Actually, that's number 10 is to journal. Um, that's a soulful habit of mine, but I think for future rehearsal can look a lot of different ways. It can look like I have a vision board that I look at pictures that represent something to me. I know some people have affirmations that they write down. I tend to like just journal about, wouldn't it be cool if, 
I have conversations with my husband about wouldn't it be cool if I've had so many things happen to me. Well, it's not quote happen to me. Things that we've created just because we spoke them out loud. We are okay to dream. Sometimes we shut down our dreams because what we're afraid of it that is that we're going to say we want something and then we don't get it. We're afraid of being disappointed. But if you're willing to hold the fear of being disappointed and dream anyway and plant seeds of a future by mentally rehearsing them, you might be surprised about what you create. And in my perspective, there's nothing you can't create if you're willing to do this work. So try it. Write about the future that you want to create as if it's done. Put pictures around that remind you of the things that you're planting in faith today for a better tomorrow or a future that you want to experience. Number 10, I already kind of hinted, is to journal. And I'm going to add, just reflect. Um, I, I journal. I reflect a lot. I think pretty deeply about my life and about the meaning of life <laughs> in general. I think I'm pretty ph- philosophical that way. But it gives my life a richness that's hard to compete with. And I, I don't even mean compete with in a bad way. It's just like, I live a really good life and I know it. And part of it comes that I'm like reflecting on my life all the time and how good it is. I savor it. I write it down. I think about it. I think about the good things. I'm present to the great things that are happening and I'm excited about the future. And I feel like that's the win-win scenario where I'm grateful for the life that I have now and I'm eager and excited about the future that's coming. Life can't get better than that, right? Where you're so grateful and so excited about your life now and you know it, it's just going to keep getting better. Like, that is the cream of the crop, right? Like that is like the best, um, that's the best scenario is to be in a place where you're expecting great things while you're living great things. And journaling and reflecting helps me do that. It helps me stay grounded in what's great now. And it also helps me kind of write about my future, like I mentioned in the future rehearsal. So just to recap these soulful habits for you, one, bless others in your mind. Two, cultivate the feeling of abundance. Three, get outside, get some sunshine on your face. (laughs) Number four, move your body. Number five, wake up early. Number six, be creation-minded. And I would argue that is a habit. It might not seem like it at first, but being creation-minded is a habit that you practice moment to moment. Number seven, learn to get into flow. I mentioned the two books, Flow and The Art of Impossible. Definitely look them up. Uh, Number eight, look for ways to be of service. Number nine, future rehearsal. Spend time thinking about and creating your future, the things that you want, and spend time with your desires. Sometimes we block our desires. Part of our work is to remember that the things we want are good for the world. And then number 10, spend time journaling and reflecting. I feel like these 10 things will change your life if you commit to them. You don't have to do them all at once. Pick a few. Pick something that resonated today and apply it and see what how it fits. I know for me, I'm constantly trying and tweaking things because sometimes people introduce ideas and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And then I try it and it's not good. And that's just good data. So if you try one of these things that I mentioned and it just doesn't align with you, let it go. But my encouragement is to try the things that pique your curiosity, that pique your interest, because those are probably the things that are gonna resonate with you. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being an awesome member of my community. I'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love The Matrix, where I coach, teach, and mentor entrepreneurs like you about what I call the art of entrepreneurship. It really is the year of miracles, where we combine business strategy with doing the inner work, where you take your business to the next level. Check it out and join the waitlist at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix.